TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joe Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. And it is two guys and a mic here on a beautiful Thursday, Christmas Eve in the TalkZone.com. Happy holidays to everybody out there. Thank you for tuning in to a two guys and a mic. Right now it's one guy with the two mics. Maybe if uh, Brian doesn't show up, I'll just switch back and forth. See which mic is uh, working at one particular time. Two guys at a mic, one guy at a mic, whatever it might be. We will talk some sports with you right up until 11 o'clock Central Time. We do it every Monday through Friday, one hour a day, five days a week. Shocking. Shocking that they allow us that much time here on America's number one Internet sports talk show. By the way, no show tomorrow. We will not be, uh, the offices will be closed up on Christmas Eve, David, or Christmas, I should say. We will have, what, a tape of a show, or will it be silence? Um, what would you prefer? Many oh, of our listeners, can we... Do, we'll probably rerun this show right now, so... Oh, really? So, so Merry Christmas, everybody. It's Christmas Day as well. Wow. So this show might be heard over again tomorrow. Double importance. Exactly, exactly. So make it count. This is unbelievable. Or, you know, if the show doesn't work out too well, we might replay another show. Or we could leave it up to our listeners, possibly uh, 56 minutes of silence. We'll put it out there to an Internet vote, and I'm afraid which way it's going to come out. 888-463-6748 right now. The coach flying solo. If you'd like to be the co-pilot and uh, talk some sports with us, you want to jump off the sports page. If you're familiar with our show, we are more than willing to do that. In fact, I think we do it a little bit too often. Again, 888-463-6748. If you want to email us, you can do it at Mike, two guys at AOL.com. No football Friday tomorrow, so... Even though it's a Thursday, we can sort of do a football Friday on a Thursday. And quite frankly, I was counting on uh, Brian, our uh, mathematician here, and uh, statistical analysis to come up with all the mathematical formulas of the NFL playoff situation. Very confusing. Actually, not that confusing. Normally it is this time of year, but it's it's after last week's game, there's still a few decisions to be made, but it's... The picture is very much coming into focus. But there are a couple of key games on the docket. Two weeks left in the NFL season. Hard to believe. Hard to believe time flies when you're having fun. Of course, for uh, some of the fans here in the Chicago area, the past 14 weeks seems like about six years. I don't know if it's flying in Chicago, but in most places, uh, you know, you feel like the preseason just ended. It was opening day a couple of weeks ago. Wow. Here we are. A couple of weeks till playoff season, the bowl season, college Football is right with us, so, um, you know, here we are. A couple of weeks left, some interesting games, and looking down the dock at a rare moment in time, but it's Christmas NFL football, Friday night NFL football, and the game tomorrow. I don't want to interrupt anybody's uh, holiday plans, but you might want to serve a Christmas dinner if you're one of those uh, evening, a lot of people serve in the afternoon, then you're all good. But if you do the Christmas uh, celebration a little bit later at night and you're an NFL football fan, you might want to move up the fixings a little bit. Let the wife know that uh, she might need to cook a little bit earlier. San Diego at Tennessee, the Chargers, taking on Tennessee, 
8.30 tomorrow, your Christmas Day special. That's going to be, you look down the schedule of games in the NFL, that might be the best of the bunch. On a Friday night, and the uh, Tennessee Titans becoming one of the top stories of the NFL season, and we've seen all the you know, top ten stories of the year, top ten stories of the decade. Well, if Tennessee completes the picture and they make the playoffs, I don't know if it's too late for 2009. Maybe this would be an award for 2010 when the playoffs start. But if, and it's a big if, but if they can beat San Diego and find a way to beat all the mathematical formulas, which I am not uh, privy to know right now, but if they make it, that's got to be, if not a top ten sports story for the year, definitely a top five football story for the year. I mean, you start out the season 0-6. 0-6, and they got a shot at making the playoffs. Guppy, Jeff Fisher doing a great job of writing the ship, made the quarterback switch, made it at the right time. Vince Young having a uh, second coming, a reabbreviation, if you will, and he is back, and the Tennessee Titans have won, I believe, seven of their last Eight and uh, if they can beat San Diego tomorrow, if they can beat San Diego tomorrow, it's not guaranteed, but they are well on their way to making the playoffs after an 0 and 6 start. Absolutely amazing. Uh, you look down the rest of the games coming up, and again, it's a Thursday here, but a little bit of a football Friday. We will be off the air tomorrow. You can make your vote uh, today at Mike2Guys at AOL.com or 888-463-6748. And the vote is very simple. You can vote A for a tape of the show or B, 56 minutes of silence for tomorrow. We're going to leave it up to the listener. Is that right, Dan? Each email vote will count as one. If you here To encourage people to call in, though, if you call it, that vote will count double. How about that? And it doesn't have to be today's show. It could be any, you know, we'll pick out any archive show, but we'll leave that up to the caller. Either way, it will not be a live show tomorrow. So normally we do a football Friday, beat the schmoes, paradise. We're not going to go all out today. It's a little bit early for that. But in some sense, a football Friday here on a Thursday on thetalkzone.com. We've also got a little bit later in the show from a Yale researcher. Now, we don't often contact Yale. Actually, we try to contact the fine folks at Yale and Harvard, but they typically... Do not respond to us or uh, hang up on us, but, you know, we can always take a list. Fred Shapiro, Fred Shapiro, a Yale researcher, put out his fourth annual list of the most significant quotes of the year. And it will go into the annual list of the Yale Book of Quotations. So a little bit later in the show, and we'll see how many of these you can recognize. About seven or eight of them are quite recognizable. A couple of them are... uh, at least in my particular opinion, maybe not. But top ten quotes according to Fred Shapiro in the fourth annual Yale quote list. So we'll jump off the sports page for this. I don't think any of them are, as I look down the list, I don't think any of them are sports related. Yeah. we got a couple that might be bleeped out that might be uh, quotes from Chicago Bear fans, but I don't think those will make the uh, top ten. The Bears taking on the Viking Monday night football. Holy cow. How tough is that for the fine folks of Monday Night Football? I had thought, I had thought that they put a a, uh, a clause in where they could pick and choose the games. Maybe that's the Sunday Night game. Did they do that for a couple of years? Did they discontinue it this year? And I thought Monday Night Football, you know, the last five six weeks, they could readjust the schedule. No, it's Sunday Night Football because that's the that's the marquee game now. Okay. When they moved Monday Night Football to when they moved Monday Night Football to cable. Mm-hmm. Uh, it became kind of secondary, and 
uh, the Sunday night football is their primetime thing. So it's Sunday night that they can pick and choose their games. Ladies and gentlemen, the voice of producer extraordinaire David Olson, my bodyguard, doing a phenomenal job here in his sixth week as the producer for the uh, two guys at a mic show. And I can only hope that uh, the listener out there hears David's voice a little bit better than I do. But, uh, all right, so it's Sunday night football they can readjust. So Monday night, you can't Sunday nights become the marquee game, and I would agree with that. Monday night football used to be the special one. Not so much anymore. It's all about Sunday night football. So, oh, boy, I don't know how you play up the Bears against the Vikings on Monday night. Maybe, thank goodness, they had the whole Brad Childress, uh, Brett Favre thing, the little love spat between the quarterback and the the, the coach. Gave them something to talk about. But, you know, and I'm an avid. Avid Chicago Bear fan, live and breathe and die with them, and been dying a lot of late. And, and last week, I didn't watch the Bears game for the most part, but I did tune in. Uh, Brian Bauer, I did tune into the second half of the game. And again, I'm typically a guy who watches every single snap of the Bears game. This is how sad things have gotten. I will tell you, I watched the second half, and that that was embarrassing. Just lack of effort. Did you watch lack the of Monday, passion? Did you watch the Monday night game, Washington versus New York Giants? You know, I didn't. I heard that was equally as embarrassing. It, it was very similar. And it's gotten to the point where Bears football has gone from bad, bad mm-hmm. to almost entertainingly bad. Mm-hmm. Like, you almost want to see how bad we could possibly get before the wheels completely fall off the truck. Truck goes into a ditch and people yeah. start laughing at us. You don't know whether to laugh or to cry, and psychologists will tell you the closest emotion. To crying is laughing. Well, you know what? I'll be crying and laughing because I actually have tickets to Monday night's game. Really? So now I'll be sitting there in the cold uh-huh. watching the debacle, you know, trying to figure out why the, the the Vikings have any reason to complain about anything. Brett Favre calling audibles. What the hell is that? Childers mm-hmm. is just retarded. I mean, you, you got a guy who's, who's been in the year four, league 14 years and you have a problem with him calling audibles at the mm-hmm. line? You know, I'd be happy if my quarterback could see an audible at the line, or if he had an offensive line. I think on behalf, if I could speak for a minute on the uh, badly bearded one, Brad Childress, and that's what I do here. I love speaking for NFL coaches. We don't mind the audible being called on occasion. I think it's as the season has gone on, Brett Favre has taken on more audibles and more audibles, and all of a sudden starting to take over the play calling, and maybe Brett need to be knocked down just a notch or two. And again, I am very happy to speak. On behalf of Brad Childress and his family. Well, I would I speak holidays. on Minnesota's family as well, because quite <laughs> frankly, they're successful, whereas I spent all day driving in here listening to people talk about who the next GM should be, who the next player personnel should be, who, who the, the next Bears? coach should be for the Bears. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's it just, it's getting to the point of, I almost want the season just over with so we can start with everything. And for all those who say, just just let me throw this out quick. I know we're national, but we're international technically. And Seven different continents and parts of Mississippi as well. Exactly. Well, I don't talk about Mississippi. But either way, you know, when you, when you think about this from a Chicago Bears standpoint, next year is an uncapped year. There is no top-end cap. There is no bottom-end cap on the salary cap. So technically, if the Bears don't want to, you know, lose all that money, you fire Smith, you fire Angel, you take that twenty million dollar pot, and you just pay players less because you have a bunch in your kitty you haven't used already. Well, you've made it sound like a rosy picture, but correct me if I'm wrong. If you fire Lovey Smith, do you not have to still pay him five slash six million dollars? That's what I'm saying. You take the well with his staff. If you were to take Angelo Smith yeah. and his staff, okay, you would owe them twenty million dollars next wow. year. Wow, I know <laughs> it's a lot of bad. So anyway, but if there's no bottom end cap. There's no very minimum you have to pay. Mm-hmm. Bears are way under the cap already this year. 
they can just not pay out $20 million to mm-hmm. players. Okay. You know, you don't have a first-round pick anyway. You don't have a second-round okay. pick anyway. So fire the staff and save staff. money on the players. They save can't do any worse than our high-paid players now. You know, whoever the new GM is and whoever the new coach is going to be, they mm-hmm. can't do anything next year anyway without a first-round pick, without yep. a second-round pick. You're going to be another bad year. You know, so you almost want to go into it with, okay, here's the new staff. It's good philosophy. Here's what we have. I like this. Let's literally build this thing up brick by mm-hmm. brick from the scratch and just go from there. Ladies and gentlemen, a way of saving the Chicago Bears money and building the program from the bottom up. He's Brian Bauer checking in here on the talkzone.com. Football expert extraordinaire. Joining us and double being the coach with you up until 11 o'clock here on talkzone.com. Brian, great to see you and, uh, you know, Bears, Minnesota, Monday night, somehow, what is it on now? ESPN? I get so confused. Yes, hey, ESPN hey, is Monday night. Somehow football. they got to sell that game, and I would think that is a tremendous challenge to the NFL marketers out there. Well, this is how I've seen ESPN do it so far. If you go, I mean, we've got two TVs in here. Look what's up there right now. They've got, you know, you see Adrian Peterson, you see Brett Favre, you see mm-hmm. the problems going on between Brett Favre and Childress. I mean, that top television right now on ESPN, it's all mm-hmm. they're showing. Never once do you see the Bears. So as you sell this, you sell one team really hard, and they play the Bears Monday night. We'll see that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had a bad dream last night. I got my TV stations mixed up, and all yeah. of a sudden, again, it was a dream now. Oh, yeah. And I saw Brad Childers on the Spankovision channel. Oh, gee. <laughs> very, very no! scary. Did I get those dreams confused? Well, you know, uh, uh, to At least take, my wife didn't to, look like uh, field goal uh, kicker Nico Rodriguez. Ooh, I miss Nico Rodriguez. Uh, That's nice. Yeah, uh, Morton Anderson. My, I woke up last night about 3 in the morning, looked at my wife. She had really? a little Morton Anderson in her. Really? Uh, oh, yeah, it was a little bad. Did yeah. you go wide right? I, I had to. <laughs> <laughs> hey, forty. Hey, it's not a football Friday, Brian. It's a football Thursday. Football Thursday. Take it easy. Football. Settle down. It doesn't have the same ring. You okay? I'm okay. I think yeah, I heard right. something. You're right. It's football <laughs> Thursday on a Friday. It's like uh, you know NBC on CBS with USC against UCLA on NBC.com. Too many right. letters. Too many initials. It's like Monday no Night idea. Football on Thursday night or a special yeah. presentation of Saturday Night Football. By mm-hmm. the way, did you watch the Saturday Night Football game with uh, the Saints? I did chance. not, but thank you for asking. Okay. So I realized they use the same promos for Thursday night football every day on okay. an NFL network. Mm-hmm. Well, they were also the ones who had the Saturday night game. Okay. So my wife and I are watching parts of the game because her fantasy league team was actually in the finals. Very weird story. Your wife well. plays fantasy. That's very impressive. Well, it, it, what happened was there's a team that dropped out. Her and her sister had actually won our league a couple of years ago. They didn't mm-hmm. play last year. A team dropped out this last year, day of draft, so she jumped in and actually now she's in the finals. She's in my wife, by the way, plays uh, fantasy, but not sports. She plays fantasy game show. Really? Yeah, her first choice last year was Wink Martindale. Really? My wife likes to play Plinko. I don't know if it has anything to do with me or the wife actual likes game. To play who? Plinko. Have you ever seen uh, Plinko? Yeah, it's uh, what's the show on CBS in the morning? It's uh, it's uh, the one that used to have the guy with the skinny. Price is right. Price is right. The That's price? right. Ah. They had a game Plinko where you drop right. a thick coin okay. and it plinks back and forth, play, and lions and money. <laughs> that, her dream game show is to go on that thing and play Plinko. Well, I think as a husband, you should uh, at some point in your life make that dream come true. Well, that's a, yeah, if that's all yeah. it's going to take. I'm My wife's dream is much more difficult. It's to have a quiet night with a Wink Martindale. <laughs> but, you know, everyone's got their own dreams. <laughs> That's a disgusting. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. So what they they did? You and the wife are watching. Watching, and they had a promo. It says this is a special edition of Thursday. Oh no, wait. Uh, You know this edition of Thursday Night Football brought to you by. My wife looks at me. She goes, "It is Saturday, right?" I go, "Yeah." Somebody got lazy in the broadcast. A little slip up. Yeah, a little slip up. A rare slip up at ESPN. By the way, for those not aware, Brian Bauer, my good partner today. You did have a. uh, 
employment-wise, a few up-close and personals during your career as an ESPN employee? Uh, five years at Disney Regional Entertainment, where I started off in the radio end, and then I wound mm-hmm. up working for something called, well, Disney Regional is what I finished off with. They own ESPN. Okay. Uh, wound up doing live shots for television for mm-hmm. ESPN News, ESPN2. Anytime they needed a local person to mm-hmm. do a live shot for, my crew took care of that. Beautiful. Yeah. And did you get up close and personal with any ESPN employees our listeners might be aware of? Possibly a night on the town with the Sean Salisbury. Actually, I did have a night on the town with really? Sean Salisbury. Um, <laughs> no comment. <laughs> Anything you may have read is true. Uh, then let's see who else we had. Uh, By the way, for those that haven't read most of what you have read, if in fact you've read on Sean Salisbury, is pretty negative. Yeah, uh, a decent quarterback and obnoxious guy. Sorry. Exactly. Uh, Miller, the he was an ESPN broadcaster. Had a little issue with urination. I don't know if you know anything about him. Oh, uh, Gary Miller. Gary Miller. He did. A, we did. But not a, when you were out on the town with him. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> well, not Just that I know. Want to make sure of. that urination incident was you were not partly responsible. No, I, I don't think so. Uh, let's see. Who else did we deal with? A lot of local guys that we had in, but mm-hmm. any time somebody came in nationally, I, I think one of the oddest ones is there was a uh, national broadcast of a. How do I put this? Uh, urban contemporary talk show. Okay. And so the the group was very urban, very mm-hmm. very rap affiliated, and I was the only one of white descent in the booth. Uh, you were the at five a.m. You were the, the least urban one. That, that was probably the funniest show I've ever done, <laughs> and probably the most interactive because they, uh-huh. they t- kept trying to bring me in for the, the for what they called mm-hmm. the cracker perspective. All right, the, <laughs> the urban uh, connection, very very yeah. interesting. Sean Salisbury and Gary Miller, very very Gary interesting. Yeah. Any possible soirees of a more interesting nature? Possibly with a Linda Cohn or, God forbid, a Susie Colbert. Neither one in town during any ah, of the times I've had any. Every, every time I've had to Football do any. Dan, Dan Patrick, Keith Oberman, we got to work with them a little bit. That was always cool. Kenny Main, when he did a main event, we were mm-hmm. part of that right. as well. So that we had a lot of good times. Okay. Yeah. I was looking for a night out of the town with a female employee of ESPN, but uh, um, Kenny Main's the best you can after do. After everything you've seen with ESPN employees and nights out of the town, and everything you read in the last couple of years is probably best I never did. Yeah, it's a good point. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break. Double B and the coach with you. Our phone lines are open, folks. 888-463-6748. Brian, hopefully you figured out all the playoff permutations and possibilities. I'm confused with it. I'll leave it up to your expertise. David Olson, my bodyguard, our producer, will take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. are open for your calls on two guys and a mic call 888 go for it once again here's the coach john cone all right we're back on a morning break reminder to our producer david olson never returned to the show when i've just taken a large bite of an apple i think that's why he did it he's got he's got the best view of you he watched he's like all right apple to mouth apple to mouth apple hit play chewing on the air is good in our previous show we used to have the um 
radio show, we used to have the dump button. Yes. But remember how uh, we never used it? No, we didn't. And I always thought the cough, the sneeze, the uh, possible passing of the gas, any bodily functions are... He's a big fan. It was at least our line, Brian, <laughs> is instead of hitting the dump button and making the show so cleansed and so sterile. Right. Or professional, that, whatever you want to well, look yeah, at. Well, right. that can happen, too. <laughs> but by the listener actually hearing yes. the cough, the sneeze, the pass of the gas, whatever bodily function it might be, it brought us... Closer, <laughs> closer to the listeners. Well, after working with Joel for a couple of years, i got to be honest, it's brought us all closer together as we tried to run out. Maybe a little bit too close, yeah. quite frankly. <laughs> Anyhow, that was our line, and we're sticking to it. But Brian Bauer to coach, 888-463-6748. And Brian, real quick, we were talking during the break. I know it was snowy and icy out there. I assumed you were a couple of minutes coming in late because of the ice, the driving conditions here in Chicago. But no. No. This story, folks, might be even better. No. Than the dog ate my homework. In fact, it's... Kind of related to the dog ate my homework. Uh, the dog was definitely involved. I've got, <laughs> I've got a, a husky. Her name is Oreo. I did not name her. We adopted her. It's just how it is. Uh, so basically the wife and I with Christmas and everything, we have to go to my parents tonight. Uh, tomorrow we've got her parents. We're going to be in and out of the house all day long. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just, you know, it's one of those deals where my parents won't let the dog in the house because there'll be 50 people in the house and they don't want to deal with the animal too. Who let the dog out? <laughs> anyway, so... So we we kennel her. We, there's a kennel by our house. It's actually okay. a, our vet also, but they have a kennel mm-hmm. thing there too. So, so I go in this morning and there's like 800 other dogs. Mm-hmm. Now the thing about my dog is she thinks every day is playtime. Like so she gets excited, a little too excited sometimes. Mm-hmm. So when she goes at a dog, that dog I think naturally thinks she's attacking her. When she's not, she's usually just trying to play and jump around or whatever. So what, what kind of dog is this so our listeners can get it's a, a visual? It's a Siberian Husky, black so, and white. Wow. Yeah, she's she's a good-looking dog. A big one. She's, a, she's pretty solid. Okay. She's a girl, so she's small. And the males are like mm-hmm. 60, 70 pounds. Mm-hmm. She's only like 47. Mm-hmm. So she's a little bit smaller. Our uh, producer, David Olson, I uh, believe before he was married, once dated a Siberian Husky. Might have weren't some Siberian, but, you know, a couple of Huskies. Shut your mouth! Don't, don't <laughs> knock it till you've tried it, folks. Don't knock it till you've tried it. David Olson was a very happy man before he was happily married. You can't be with the one you love. Love the one you're with. <laughs> so, anyway, took the dog in, and now there's like 18 other dogs. Everybody seems to have oh, the boy. same damn idea today. You know, so I'm waiting in line, and in front of me I've got this beagle. You know, that keeps howling. Mm-hmm. Behind me, I got this lady with two dogs that are stressed out. Like, they're standing there shaking. Mm-hmm. Like, literally. They're like two, I don't even know what they are, like, retriever-looking <laughs> animals. But they're shaking. Like, physically, they're just kind of, they look scared as hell. And then there's my dog, who, in between these two, a Doberman on one side, a German Shepherd on another, and, I don't what the, it was like a St. Bernard or something. It was just big. Another big dog. Said, my dog decided it was time to play with everybody. You know, so as I'm in line trying to fill out paperwork that says, you know, if my dog dies, you guys are not, you know, whatever. My dog just pulls, and I don't pay any real attention, so the, the leash is coming unraveled. Mm-hmm. Next thing I know, there's just like this thing going on. Her leash is intertwined in the beagle's leash. Though St. Bernard is standing on the beagle because mm-hmm. it wants to play as well. You've got the Doberman growling. You've got the dogs behind us shaking. You've got owners kind of yelling and screaming at each other. And, and all I'm trying to do is sign paperwork to get the dog out of the place. And the sad thing is, the people there, 
know my dog. Like they saw her when they walked through the door. Like, hey, how you doing? Hey. You know, so I'm like, can we just get this over with? So there's a lot of dog issues. There's if I had worn black, I'd have been covered in dog stuff right about sounds now. Sounds a little bit, the description you gave sounds a little bit like one of our pre-production meetings sometimes for two guys and a mic. It was something like that. Mm-hmm. Was, you go in and there's a lot of cluster and then you come out and you're kind of happy that you accomplished something. Mm-hmm. So yeah, something that I thought should have taken 10 minutes took about 40 to, to, this morning. It's outstanding. Yeah. And your dog's name, uh, so we can put a name to the Siberian Husky? Her name is Oreo. She was Oreo. adopted from the Free Spirit Husky Rescue out in Harvard, Very Illinois. Nice. If you're looking Very to get nice. a Husky, I highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. They have dogs from the ages of six months all the way to adult. And, and mm-hmm. honestly, for a full-grown dog like that, to buy it, it would cost me a couple, probably a thousand something. Mm-hmm. And for $250, you get a dog that's partially trained already, and you save it. There, mm-hmm. It's a no-kill shelter. Just so. another little public yeah. service announcement from your good friends at thetalkzone.com. Great story. So you've oh, no. compelling and rich. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got a big internet show, worldwide uh, internet sports radio, and you're waiting in line with a dog, your dog that's a little bit too friendly, and he's getting intertwined with six other dogs. Uh, uh, it was Did just, you let people know that you're going to be on the air in 15 minutes? I don't think they really care. Oh. I, I had a lady next to me tell me her cookies were going to burn. I had another person. You know, I'm like, listen, you know, the best way to do this is mm-hmm. let go of all of our dogs. And the lady just looked at me like I was insane. She said, like, what do you mean let go of them? Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, we're not going to be able to pull each leash and collar out individually. Let go of them, let them separate a little bit, and just grab whatever dog's nearest mm-hmm. you. So yeah, that was, that was. I'm fascinated by the fact that you actually have to sign papers that say oh. if your dog passes away while you're going. I initials or... eight different things. Really? That say that uh, if the dog gets sick off of the food, it's not their fault, mm-hmm. even though it's our food they pro- provide. If, if the dog needs medical treatment, you have two. to you have to be able to have the, let the the vet look at the dog. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see. Uh, if your dog, what was the third one? Oh, if they lose any of the toys or stuff that you bring for the dog, it's uh, not their fault. Three. If they lose the collar and leash, there's, oh, it's boy. not their fault. I think the eighth um, one on the list, if it's third and 13 and the uh, Bears give up 15 yards, they are not held responsible. Exactly. I, I, the, my favorite one is if they get fleas or ticks from playing outside, it's not their fault. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there's the death waiver. If your dog dies while on premises, it's not their fault. I used to have uh, an old parents dog. sign that when I was a school teacher for kids. <laughs> exactly. If they get fleas and ticks yeah. when they're outside, it's not our fault. Exactly. Huh. You're just trying to be safe. Yeah, if Lovey Smith decides on third and one to call a pass play, it's not, not their our fault. fault. Right, exactly. It's the way they run. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If we go for it on fourth and 14 from our own 20, not their their it's fault, not our fault. Right? You know, if they kick it off to Devin Hester and he runs backwards for 15 mm-hmm. yards and gets tackled, it's, it's not, not our fault. fault. Right. That's exactly what I did. Signed All right. Up. Well, two weeks left in the NFL season, Brian, before you got here. And again, you want to talk some football on a football Thursday, even though it's not Friday. It's a football Friday version of our football Friday here on a Thursday. Tomorrow's game, I said, might be the best of the whole NFL weekend. San Diego at Tennessee. Great matchup. All kind of intricacies there. Uh, get your Christmas dinner over uh, done over early, I should say, and make sure you watch that ball game. Buffalo and Atlanta, Houston at Miami, Seattle at Green Bay, Carolina at the Giants. Some of the games where there are still NFL implications. Have you? Figured out all the mathematical formulas? Well, you're looking at a bunch of teams, especially in the AFC at 7-7. Seven and seven. I think there's like five, six teams all sitting right okay. there for you. So so they've got to play each other out. If the Ravens win out, they're in. If you know, if There's a bunch of teams that if they win out, they're in. But I don't think it's going to happen because these teams are inconsistent to begin with. Yeah, that's why they're 7-7. Seven and seven. Right, exactly. The, ma- the matchups I love, you talk about San Diego and Tennessee. Here are two teams that start off poorly. San Diego because of injury. I think they went 0-4 before they went on their little comeback trail. Mm-hmm. And then you turn around with Tennessee, which was 0-7. And they worked their way up to 
you know, where they're at right now. You look at it. Well, seven, Tennessee started out 0 and 6. I was it 0 and 6? I yeah, thought it was 0 and 7 for some reason. But either way, they've worked themselves back up to 500. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's going to be a great matchup. Another one I like a lot, and I don't think a lot of people pay attention to either team, is Houston and Miami. Yep. Miami, I don't know if you've watched them this year. You got Chad Henney at quarterback instead of Chad Pennington. Chad Henna, Henna, Henna. Yeah, guy out of Michigan. I love it. Uh, you, you've got a running game that even without Brown, you're looking at a new and improved Ricky Williams, who actually looks better than he did three, four years ago. Mm-hmm. The wide receiving core is still bad, but I like the way Miami has been built from the ground up. Yeah, and it's the best coached Miami team in years. many years. First year guy, Bill Parcells, or second year or first? He's Tony's... in his second year as the president, but he doesn't do the coaching. No, I know yeah. that. The coach, is it his first year or second? Second. He, was, he, he came with Parcells. Yeah, He's solid. a Parcells guy. Very good coach. And you know what? And they're the ones who brought the Wildcat in for everybody to view. Yes. And everybody was all annoyed with it. Oh, it's a gimmick thing, but everybody had to try it. I think they've gotten more out of what they have mm-hmm. than any other team. And the one thing I'll tell you about Parcells, I never liked him as a coach because he was always getting teams that I, did, you know, I just didn't care for. Mm-hmm. If you're a Bears fan, you don't care for the Giants. just the way it is. I read the other day that he will not draft a quarterback that hasn't played all four years or three years minimum, mm-hmm. hasn't played a total of, I think, something like 24 games, because he feels by then he's learned enough to move on to the pros and become a good, solid professional. Mm-hmm. And after thinking about that, I started thinking about all the great quarterbacks that have come in, the Peyton Mannings, the Elis. The, you, you go through all the ones who played in locally. You look at Marino when they, when you know back in that day, the Elways. They all played three, four years before they became NFL quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And knowing Chad Henney... I thought he played in Michigan for six years for how long he was there. I think it's a great concept of how to get a quarterback instead of bringing a guy who's only played one or two, throwing him in the fire. He might be a little bit cocky, and he, as a coach at times, was certainly obnoxious. True. But uh, William Fitzgerald Parcells? Fitzgerald. Uh, uh, yes, indeed. Okay. Uh, he does know football, and I think he knows exactly what type of players are going to con- uh, succeed. In the NFL, he's got the right coach there, and the Dolphins, I agree, are on the uh, on the up and up. So, and they're playing Houston, so both teams both teams need have it. a chance at the playoffs. So maybe that's your number one game to watch. That's not a bad game. I like Carolina and the Giants. Carolina seem yep. a little bit researched uh, without Delhomme. They seem to be playing better. The running game is back on six and eight. Now again, I'm not good at mathematical formulas. Is there it. a scenario? No. Yeah. Or Carolina, outside no. of a plane crash, no, that, That's just more a game for fun, if you're looking for okay. a game to watch. All right. Uh, games I really like, and these are two that people probably not thinking about. Baltimore or Pittsburgh, just because of the rivalry. I, I think, you know, Pittsburgh is kind of on the outside looking in to get in. Mm-hmm. Baltimore's holding on to a wild card spot. You watch the end of that Steelers. Who did they play last week? Steelers-Green Bay. Steelers-Green, you watched the end yeah, of that Oh, my God, it was phenomenal. Wow. You know, Roethlisberger throws wow. for 500 yards. And and he wins. Nobody throws for 500 yards and wins. And then wins in the last 17 seconds. Yeah, he was about to throw for 500 yards and lose. And Aaron Rodgers went brilliant for Green Bay. Mike Tomlin yep. made the uh, what the announcers thought was a ridiculous decision to go for the onside kick. Leading by two points, but it wasn't that ridiculous if you saw the way the Green Bay offense was moving all day. Right, might as well keep it. Don't yeah. give it to him. That's all I'm saying. Lyman Swede gets hurt. They just had Joey Galloway, old man's coming back to play mm-hmm. this week for Pittsburgh. I like that matchup. And one that's sick and twisted, and, and I don't know how many people really watch this kind of football, when you got the Raiders versus the Browns, two teams that are bad. Two te- Well, I personally am a Raiders fan. But two teams that are horrible but they both have not given up all year long. They're still trying their hardest, which I respect, as opposed to like when I watch the Bears and the Redskins, two teams that have given up. I think that game was just going to be fun to watch for football, people, to see who really wants to go to that next level. I mean, you got nothing to lose. You can air it all out. Uh, sometimes you get entertaining football. Exactly. I think the Browns have been playing as better as of late, and same thing with the Raiders. They've, they've come with a couple of upsets. I think that's going to be a nice little matchup. Too bad Monday Night Football is not the Redskins against the Bears. 
<laughs> then I'd like to see the marketing guy. Monday Night Football! It's the Bears and the Redskins with absolutely nothing at stake. Welcome to Monday Night Football. Thanks for joining us, folks. Not sure why you're here, but we're glad that you are. Well, you know, and here's my thing. You know how uh, Chucky, John Gruden, yeah. how he loves to say he loves stuff? Mm-hmm. You know, through a whole broadcast of Monday Night Football, he must say the word love 24 times. I love the way this guy blocks. I love the passing game here. I love the way I sit on this chair. I love you, Jaws. I love the buffet I had before I came out here. I love the nachos they served me 10 minutes ago. He loves everything about all football. He loves everything about every Monday night football game ever. What does he say? I mean, he's going to say everything about Minnesota, but how he loves it. But eventually, he's going to have to throw something the Bears' way, and I'm telling you, it's going to be funny, and I wish I could watch it. But it's a lot of love thrown out from a coach who, when we watched him on the sidelines... No love. Yeah, no love. I mean, no. He looked like the nastiest guy in the world. Never smiled. I thought but he now, had... all of a sudden, he's an announcer, and he loves everything. I thought he had a Napoleon complex. I think that was it, because he was a short little guy. He had a little visor on. I thought to look tough, he had to you know, act tough the whole game. I think you're right. He had a lot of complexes, and I'm going to guess that Napoleon won probably third in his multitude of complexes. But yeah. he won a Super Bowl, right? He did win a Super Bowl with go. Tampa Bay. It was something. And by the way, when we come back from break, I've got to ask you about that shirt. My shirt? Yes, your shirt. Okay. <laughs> just... You can ask that about the shirt. Also, we're going to jump off the sports page. I'm going to throw some famous quotes from the year, Brian Bauer, some of our top quotes that will go down in the ages. We'll talk about that when we come back. David Olson, our producer, will take a quick, quick break. Our phone lines are open at 888-463-6748. You want to email us, you can do it to Mike2Guys at AOL.com. Bauer, coach, back in about 45 seconds. I love TalkZone.com. Guys and a mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. Once again, here's the coach, John Cone. And it is the coach, Double B, Brian Bauer, sitting in chair number two today. Two guys and a mic final show before the uh, Christmas break here will be on next week. Actually, I'll be off. Jordan Burnfield, Brady Stiff, Neil, No Stones, Malone's, Mark Carmen, some of the fine guest hosts that will be sitting in. Brian, I don't know if you've had the... Pleasure of meeting Neil No Stones Malones, but uh, it's a one, horrible nickname. <laughs> I gave it to him. I'm very proud of that. Does he have No Stones? Or no, where does that really come you know, from? He came to us as an ESPN intern, and you know, right. I asked him what his nickname. And he already had a nickname that they gave him. I forget. Neil. It was some generic nickname, and he thought Bones you know that Malones. we would go with that. Well, he does not know me well enough. No. So they nicknamed No Stones Malones, although it's cruel and unusual. 
Yes. And not really fitting, it has stuck with Neil Maloney. He's an up-and-comer, and he'll be on Monday next week on thetalkzone.com. And describes I'm not sure what. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this. You have a way of giving nicknames where people yes. either just shake their head or they embrace it fully. Thank you. Yeah, with me, you went through a, a myriad of nicknames that, quite frankly, I'm not sure we should ever repeat again. No. No. You're probably right. right. I don't do things very well, but uh, I do nicknames extremely well. If you have always wanted a nickname and you'd l- never have one, and you'd like one, you can email me with a picture, a little bit of a description. I will give you an email. I'll Talk do about it your free. life. You know, like a little paragraph about yeah. what the person's all about. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. It's one of the services we provide here in the talkzone.com. I gave David Olson, our producer. Yeah. The nickname My Bodyguard. Yeah. How do you feel about that? He is a, you know. He doesn't care. He's got that look, doesn't he? You, you know what? He, Quiet he's, man by nature. A little boofy. Oh, yeah. He's got huh? a little workout look to him. Oh, there's no like, question. Yeah, he's, yeah. A strong, silent yeah. type. Uh, you know, we're, very, very, fairly mellow, but you get the feeling. Where's the long sleeve undershirt out, outside? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I, like I, I don't know if there's like the fake muscle underneath it or if it's actual muscle, but it looks good, but oh, you get you the feeling. Butt implants or something? I, I don't know what you're talking about, but go on. Yeah, you get a feeling. <laughs> you get the feeling that if cross, I haven't seen this yet. It's yeah. been only six weeks. Hopefully it won't be me. Yeah, eventually. But if the wrong person said the wrong thing at the right time, Right. To a David Olson? Yeah. There'd be serious bodily harm. See, I look at a David Olson and I think a little bit different than you. <laughs> I, I'm right with you, the bodily harm portion. You, I hope you're not thinking Siberian husky. I don't want to no, get back in that. I hope there'll be no mating of animals yeah, anywhere near us. But anyway, the way, when, animal. I, when I look at it, that him, was a girl at Lockport High School. Oh, <laughs> doesn't it matter. Mean an animal. <laughs> so it's an animal, huh? trust me. So anyway, either way, From I look at him now and I don't think he's the kind where if you say something, he snaps. No? I think he's got a coat of honor. I think he's one of those kind of guys. I certainly a, sil- hope so. a silent warrior, if you will. <laughs> Who stares I'm at us good for with the bow staff? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he stares at us for an hour right, and thinks, well, "Where's my life gone?" We gave him the nickname, "My Bodyguard." You want a nickname too? We can do that for you, Mike. Two guys at AOL.com. It'll be our holiday present uh, from you or from us to you, Brian. Uh, here, I'm wearing the Milwaukee Buck shirt. Yeah, I was trying to figure out what, what's with the Milwaukee Buck love. Who's Adam? <laughs> Why does it say Adam on the back with two nine? It two, was it, we, what, what happened. Well, I'm not a Milwaukee Bucks fan. I'm not I, jumping. Well, you would be like one of ten, really, uh, if you they're, were. They're entertaining to watch. There's, and Andrew Bogan. I like Skiles. Andrew Bogan keep yeah. you warm during the holiday season. Yeah, I bet he could. I like a Scott Skiles. I like the way he coaches. Brandon like his, Jennings, one of the more exciting new young players in the NBA. Of a. And then, right, but I'm wearing this shirt. <laughs> what we did is. We had a <laughs> we, nice transition. We had a bar mitzvah party from the Chicago area. We took the kids, right, my nephew Adam, up to the Milwaukee Bucks game at the what the heck's that place called? U.S. Cellular Arena, or they're next door. They're at the Bradley Center. Yeah, I think so. It was yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, very very nice stadium. But anyhow, so that no, I'm not a Milwaukee Bucks fan. All the kids got this shirt as a present. I, I would think much more inexpensive mm-hmm. to take a group up to Milwaukee Bucks game than a local. Blackhawks or you know Bulls you game, etc. The, uh, <laughs> the guy who played for the Bucks, I think he's with New Jersey now. He came in with a lot of hype, but he hasn't lived up to it. Yi Jianilin, yes, right, the seven footer, yeah, seven well, foot Asia guy, yeah. About two, three years ago, when this bar mitzvah party he, was being he's organized, the second, he's the second guy that came out of that lab. It was Yao, and then he was the second one created. <laughs> Yao and Yi, Yao and Yi, but next one's Yo. Stop it. <laughs> But uh so what we did is before going up there, and I was the lead organizer for this bunch of teenage guys, we made some posters that we were going to go up there with the Chicago chapter of the E.G. and Elon fan club. 
So as the team came out for warm-ups... I mean, warm-ups, you guys and like three Chinese people. Huh? Oh, no, we had like 15 Caucasian suburban kids. Right, and three kids from Chinatown. Yeah, Chicago <laughs> chapter, Yi Jinyu and Fan Club, we got on a big screen up above. Did you really? Yeah, who knows if we made the Milwaukee News that night, but for uh, for one night, Yi, the seven-footer, yeah. the 19-year-old kid, he had his own fan club. Yi was walking around probably telling people, I've converted him. People in Chicago love me. That's how good I am. <laughs> and then he broke an ankle and didn't play again. Uh, it's not been a good uh, career no. for Yi. <laughs> 888-463-6748, the phone number. You can email us at Mike2Guys at AOL.com. I've got the top quotes of the year as given to us by Fred Shapiro. Who's Fred Shapiro? I was hoping you would ask that. A Yale professor. Really? This is his fourth annual... Top 10 quotations of the year. And again, it's uh, Fred Shapiro, associate librarian. Oh, wow. yeah. And a lecturer in legal research at Yale. Sounds like he's got a lot of free See, time and that? fun. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, a legal lecturing, and he's a flame. Boy, an associate librarian. He's not even a, like a full out librarian. What a cover up title for a guy uh, that does nothing. It really is. Associate librarian? Associate librarian. What is that? And lecturer in is that the legal guy who put the research. books back? <laughs> is it? He takes the books after you've used them and you put them on the ground. And he puts yep. them back in, you know, using, yep. using the Dewey Decimal System. Yeah, I think Fred and Fred and his wife are still depressed over the demise of the Dewey Decimal System. Before we get to that, I just got to know: is Lovey on there at any time? Say, huh? Rex is our quarterback. <laughs> is he? Is he in there? Is that his quote? <laughs> Thank goodness, no. These are not top ten sports quotes. We are jumping off the sports page. We're five and nine for this. If we win this week, we'll be six and ten, six and nine. <laughs> Particular seven. Can I real quick add something to my coach's hit list? Too? Please, please do. Things that bother me, things Go that ahead. upset me, small things usually, things that need to be changed, and, and it goes back to the Yale researcher and the associate librarian, and that is okay. And I'm, you know, not that far away, a couple of years away from paying whatever it might be, twenty thousand, thirty thousand. 40000 whatever it is, for a college education for my son. Oh, good luck. I heard it's even more than that. Huh? Go on. Yeah. Right yeah. now he's a jackass. I'll give him four years of education. He'll come out and uh, be a smartass. Educating jackass. Yeah. Absolutely. Exactly. Gotcha. Yeah. But um, <laughs> so you – I experienced this myself as a kid. You pay all that money and then you go to class. Mm-hmm. If and you, you have an intern. If you go. You have a grad student teaching the class. Yes. You have – what do they call him? The, you know, the associate. Yeah. So you're paying all that money. And then you ask, well, where are these high-paid professors? Oh, they're doing research. Sure well, I don't are. give a crap's app about research. How does an I'm English teacher do research? For my kid, <laughs> I want that really good. You know, if he's a really, really good professor and he can teach my kid really, really good, it doesn't justify thirty thousand a year, but it comes closer to it. I don't care. God bless the research. I'm sure he's doing some valuable research. Right. But don't charge me thirty thousand for my kid's education for him to do research and then give me a grad student. Who's never taught before, but he's taken three classes, and that's the 25-year-old that's teaching my kid? Well, here's the difference, because you got to remember this, and I'm with you. I think it's complete crap, because I remember going into a linguistics class, and the teacher I really liked wasn't there for half a, half a yeah. week. And then what they said he was doing research. I'm like, it's linguistics. You tell me you can't study words when I'm not here? You know, what, what the hell's wrong with that? But either way, you got to remember that the school gets millions of dollars in grants to do research. Yes. They only get 30000 from you for the education. So yeah. million outweighs the 30. Right. You're stuck with well, Bob Smith, associate teacher. You know what? If, if they're going to do that, be upfront about it. I would argue that many parents, first-time college kids, oh, yeah. go into it not knowing that. Sure. No, I would completely agree. Yeah, I think it might, when the first time it happened to me and I had a student teacher, I remember looking at the kids next to me going, yeah. is this like a sub? Can I screw around with this guy or do I have to yeah. actually take him seriously? You know, in high school, public education, all right, they're training new teachers. That's okay. Well, even it's student okay, teachers but... there, the teacher was in there with them the whole time in high school. Uh, 
At least when that I remember that. That doesn't happen anymore. No? No. Oh, that's interesting. But either way, so when I was a kid, I remember a student teacher was there, but the real teacher was watching him the whole time evaluating, mm-hmm. so you felt like you had to be good. When I got the student teacher in college, my first thought was substitute. Yeah. I should treat this one like a substitute, uh-huh. or I should just leave and go get coffee. I got some, I know, 30000 bucks. I got some long-haired hippie coming up to the front of the class going, hi, uh, folks, I'll be your teacher for the next semester. Yeah. Who's this? Like, cool guy. Oh, sure. Most of the guys I had were very cool guys, but again, my parents, you know, back then it wasn't 30,000, but right. the equivalent there. All, well, right. all I want to know is before your son goes to college, can I talk to him? Yes. I have some tips for a young man like that going to college. I, I do I, too, I, but I, your tips would probably be A, more valuable, and B, he would take him to heart more than uh, a I'm lesson sh- from dad. I'm sure he would. So I I'll, think we'll have to sit down. We'll set okay. that up all in right. a couple of years. All right, out to the phone lines we go. 888-463-6748, the phone number. It's caller Jim checking in from the fine city of Chicago. James, how are you? Jim! Big Jim Doing great today, guys. I wanted to call and wish you a Merry Christmas. Hey, happy holidays. Uh, Merry Christmas. Right back at you, Jimmy. Happy holidays to you and yours. And please, keep your hands off mine. Okie dokie. Uh, you had a great show, by the way, Monday and Tuesday. Your B, B guys coming in, subbing, did a great job. Not so much today, but Excellent. Monday and Tuesday, they were fantastic. <laughs> we got to throw some kudos out. Jordan Burnfield, young up-and-comer. Yep. Just Phenomenal. ask him. Uh, he was in on Monday. Tuesday was Neil No Stones Malone's. Thank you for acknowledging that, uh, caller, Jim. Oh, yeah, and then the callers they got calling in. I mean, when you've got Kaplan calling in, this guy is like the best, I think. Him and Steve Stone, those are the two best in the field. I mean, everybody should aspire to be like those guys. Those guys are just great. You're talking about, again, our show is being heard in seven different continents, parts of uh, the Middle East as well, and they may not be familiar with, you know, when they hear Kaplan. Sure. In Australia, they don't know who Jim is talking about. Dave Kaplan. Gabe Kaplan, maybe? maybe The old (laughs) Welcome Back Cotter guy? WGN does a great show. Just ask him, too. It's a great show. (laughs) On uh, WGN Sports Central and also, uh, who was the other name you mentioned? Who's it? He said Steve Stone is on the oh, same yeah. level. Steve Stone, yeah. fine yeah. announcer for the yeah. Cubs, White Sox, White Sox restaurant yeah. tour. Former former major yeah. league pitcher for yeah. Baltimore. Chicago. So basically, yeah. Jim is saying he loves everything about the show except today, the guest hosts <laughs> and the special guests we have on. Everybody basically, but us, Brent. Right, exactly. Uh, well, thanks. Happy I, holidays I, to you too, Jim. <laughs> I, I did miss you on Tuesday, Coach. I, I knew you weren't going to be there on Monday, but I missed you on Tuesday. I turned around like, oh. Coach ain't there. What's going don't, on don't, today? Don't start backtracking on me now, Jim. You already gave me the insult. I can I can handle it. Not a problem. I figured you could. How's your uh, cold doing? Did you do okay without my concoction or what? Yes. My cold okay. is just fine. Thank you very much, Jim. Because I have some reserved for you. You know that. Yeah. For the Jim, uh, caller Jim has got some uh, medical concoction, some liquidated concoction, sure. Brian, that, again, and I mentioned this last week, uh Unbelievable. It got rid of, I mean, I was feeling so sick. Yeah. And within a couple of hours, I was feeling better. It's like 16 different ingredients. The general manager at our previous radio show was convinced that uh, Caller Jim was actually trying to slowly but surely get rid of me. Sure. And that this would be a death though, and he would have no part of it, but at least for those two hours, it made me feel better. Well, you know, if it's anything like my father's concoction, it was my father would take homemade uh, plum brandy. Okay. A little bit of honey. Honey. Lemon. Ooh. And then you cook it up a little bit. Okay. And then you drink it. And you wake up a day later feeling pretty much good because you sweat all the nonsense out. That was, that was pretty solid. I liked mm-hmm. it. There you go. It's similar. It's similar. It's Swedish glug. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's extremely flammable, <laughs> uh, to, to put it mildly. Um, but, uh, you got your holiday plans all set for food, coach. You can overeat this weekend. I, uh, certainly hope to. However, uh, instead of a turkey this year, the wife has informed me for the Christmas dinner, it will be a baked 
ham. I personally am a turkey guy. Not a big baked ham fan, but I'll still find a way to pig out. Sorry for the pun. Yeah, we're going to do that, too. We're kind of running a gamut, though. We got turkey, mm-hmm. ham, corned beef, which I'm slicing now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to try my homemade stuff, Coach. Some more of it. I got to find Sounds a way like, to get down to your like... studio there and bring a snack for everybody. Mm-hmm. That might be a, a good thing. I'll tell you what, come by next week when I'm not here, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jimmy, we got to run. We appreciate the call. Thank you for the uh, happy holiday wish. Right back at you. I hope you and your family have a great one, and we'll talk to you uh, after the New Year's. Thank you, Coach, and go Bears. <laughs> go home. I'm, I'm actually oh, rooting for him just to lose you, out. Just, you hear just... the way he said that? Thank you, Coach, and yeah, go Bears. There's almost a question mark next to it. Go Bears? Go Bears. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, that's how I feel. By the way, the ham, not so much baked. We do the canned yeah. crackers ham sandwiches. Yeah. Kids love them. Ham sandwiches. That's mm-hmm. all it is. We get the normal pork and the chicken and the lamb and whatever, mm-hmm. but ham sandwiches. That's all I'm all about tonight. Overrated. Not a chance. These I'm... are these are awesome. Crack is ham. Okay. Mustard, mayo, and a pickle. It's Crack... and a nice soft bun. That's all it is. It's real mustard simple and very good. Mayo and a pickle. Not bad. Not cooked ham. Just the the okay. sliced cold ham. All right. Yeah. Crackus. Crackus. I'm, I'm a big fan of crackus Polish ham. Glad you said Polish right. ham. <laughs> So can we get back to the quotes? Is that what we're going to do sometime today? <laughs> oh, yes. Real quick, real quick. Uh, Fred Shapiro, our guy, the associate librarian at Yale University, uh, number two on the list. Number two. Number two. We're going to be in the Hudson. We're going to be in the Hudson. We're going to be in the Hudson. Is that the re- reference to the plane that was down in the Hudson? Captain Chelsea Sully Sullenberger, who became a bit of a media mogul after pulling that off. I thought that seemed like about two years ago at this point. It really does. But it, it was but back yeah. in January 15th this well, year. Early in the year. Sure. Uh-huh. Uh, how about this one? Number five, the Cambridge police acted stupidly. That led to the beer summit, did it not? Was that the... Yes. Yeah, I was going to say. Nicely played. That was Barack Obama. Right. Criticizing the police officer's arrest of black scholar. I don't know if he was a associate librarian, but he's listed as a black scholar, Henry Louis Gates Jr. Okay. Uh, Let's see. The governor is hiking the Appalachian Trail. (laughs) This is a good one. (laughs) Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. The governor is hiking the Appalachian Trail. Think political sex scandals. There are so many. You know, the governor is hiking the Appalachian Trail. Was this the governor that was finally feet underneath the the toilet seat, or was this the no. governor that was a homosexual? This was the governor that was indeed. Was he in Appalachia or where was he? But he was not. No, no, he was in South America. South America, with a young lady he had developed a relationship with. He at some point called her his soulmate. Which didn't go over oh, real yeah. well with his wife. But remember, his his press people were saying, yeah, he's, he's hiking, hiking the Appalachian <laughs> Trail. Note to future politicians, <laughs> if you are on a quick weekend soiree, come up with a better excuse. Maybe that's their code. Like when they're talking to their aides on the phone, where are you, sir? I'm hiking the <laughs> yeah. Appalachian Trail. Yeah. Yes, Mark, sir. Understood. <laughs> Mark Sanford, the South Carolina governor. Right. Not a good year for Mark Sa- uh, Sanford. Okay. Um, you lie. Top ten quote of the year. You lie. That could be anybody, but uh, it was a famous, famous spoken out at a rather critical time. Henry Burris. Huh? Henry Burris. No, no. South Carolina Representative Joseph. Oh Wilson, yeah, yeah, yeah. During yeah, yeah. President Barack Obama's address before yes. the joint session of Congress, member on TV in front yes. of everybody, yelled it out. Yeah. Like a complete moron. Yeah. Like he was heckling at a bad game. Yeah. All right. But he wasn't a complete moron. He's the South Carolina. Representative in the fine House of Congress. Some would say that's one and the same. Top ten. Again, Fred Shapiro.
Fred Shapiro. Associate librarian. Associate. Not the, not the full out librarian. The that's guy a, who puts away the books. That's, that's his life goal, but the guy right who now walks he's by you goes, shh. Go on. <laughs> How this guy got print time? I have no freaking clue. <laughs> got a lot of spare time. He's looking for the top quotes. Um, this is the guy who shows you how to use the microfilm. <laughs> is that the guy? All right. This All right. is number six on the list. I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to let you finish, but Beyonce had one of the best videos of all time. One of the best <laughs> videos of all time. Kanye. Oh, goodness. That was uh, classic. That was something. By the way, did you watch the, the Country Music Awards after that? I did not. I wanted to because I'm a big country fan. I never watched. I'm not a country fan, but my wife is. But we were watching it, and there were like three references because she had won a bunch of uh, awards mm-hmm. about people who said, oh, we're country. We, we won't be impolite and interrupt you. And there was a couple of Kanye jokes uh-huh. in there, too. Very nicely played. <laughs> Taylor Swift, of course, the Taylor uh, Swift, right. if you want to call it the victim of that, her look was uh, priceless. Well, what do you say to that? I mean, you yeah. just won an award. You're very excited. You're 18 years old, and someone's yeah. screaming in your ear that you don't deserve it. <laughs> a schmuck. Number, <laughs> number eight. George Bush list. hate black people. Remember that one? He did the same thing there too. What did he do? He's the same guy who said George Bush hates black people. Kanye West said yeah, that. Yeah, he said it after the after the whole you mm-hmm. know Katrina thing. Okay. Yeah, he's special that guy. So many attributes <laughs> yeah. to a Kanye West, politically correct, right? And courtesy and politeness, and probably timing. not the top. Timing's and probably timing. a little bit off too yes. as well. Yeah, love so, Kanye West. Uh, number eight on the list: the America I know and love is not one in which my parents or my baby that has Down syndrome will have to stand in front of Barack Obama's death panel. Uh, I'm gonna a have to few go... people would say she is the most liked new person on the scene this past year, and many would say the most disliked. In the last year? Alaskan governor? No, Palin? Miss Sarah Palin. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. I, I stopped paying any attention to her when she gave up being governor. Unfortunately, there's a select few, an avid few, that have. And it's kept her career going. Of course, she... Uh, well, there's no point. She's huh? she's just kind of, you know, now she's just on the, the media trail for herself trying this to build is, up stuff. This is not good because I'm about to give you your Christmas present after the show. Is it her? It's the Sarah Palin book. <laughs> is it? I'll read it because I think she's nuts and I think it's funny. My favorite Sarah Palin <laughs> moment of the last two years, Uh-oh. Thanksgiving, they had an interview with her for an Alaskan uh, television station. Mm-hmm. And she was, you know, this is after, you know, the governor always pardons a turkey on Thanksgiving. In the background, they're slaughtering a turkey. So they're talking to her, and you see in the background, and the head's coming off. And oh, it was a beautiful moment. I, I love this. I you know, actually I, sort of remember that. Yeah. I love that tradition, by the way. They pick out one so turkey. They pardoned it. And pardoned it. But I'm pretty sure they pardoned it and walked it right around the corner and said, ha ha, click, you're done. No, no, no. I guarantee that turkey gets to live. But you're right. I forgot about that. Not by happenstance. But, no. But. It was an accident, right? Right. They were just doing an interview. All of a sudden, the farmer yeah. walks behind them with the turkey. Yeah. And I guess the way they do it is they put it in this, like, head first into this thing yeah. that chops it and bleeds it out. A little, like, turkey guillotine. Right. So you see behind the guy's shoving this turkey in there that's uh-huh. fighting him. And then all of a sudden, the turkey goes limp, and he's holding it. He's looking at the camera while she's talking. And he pulls it out, and it's headless, and he walks away. I'm like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Pardoning one turkey, yeah. beheading the other turkey yeah. in the background. You ever get a chance YouTube it? Just put in Sarah Palin and turkey, and that pops up pretty quick. <laughs> Probably a few other things, too. All right. Uh, those are some of the quotes, again, from Fred Shapiro, our guy. Associate. The Associate Librarian, Librarian. Yale University. Top quotes of the year, 888-463-6748. Our phone number, you can email us at Mike2Guys at AOL.com. Hope everybody has a happy holidays out there. Double B, any uh, final sports thoughts? I know you got all the research for the show here. I know our uh, Fighting Illini Illinois team. 
<laughs> laid a Christmas egg yesterday against Missouri in the border war. Can we stop playing Missouri in the border war in all no, sports? I mean, I for the that. love of God, Missouri gets to beat up on us in football, and they turn around and football. beat us in basketball. We've won nine in a row in basketball. Yeah, okay, but now we've lost in basketball, too. That was the one thing we had was the basketball side of things. As a Big Ten fan, I hope they don't bring in Missouri, because every year they're going to whoop on Illinois in every sport. It's going to bug me to no end. Wow. Here, here are my thoughts. Here are my thoughts real quick. I, I'm, probably, I'm not coming in next week, I don't think, so might as well get them all out of the way. When it comes to the Big Ten, I really hope that they go with Pittsburgh as far as the new team in because I think that brings the best sports team to, mm-hmm. to the group. I think they're going to wind up going with Rutgers because it's a New York base and they could expand their, their whole you know television division and everything else into New York. So that's the way I think that's going to work Wanstead, out. what do you think about Pittsburgh uh, going from the Big 12 to the Big Ten? We'll be fine. Oh, we were in the Big East. Uh, you know, now we're, now we're, uh, East to 10, that's the same thing to we'll me. Be, we'll be fine. We'll be flying around. Uh, you know, the only, <laughs> the only problem I have is, uh, you know, you know, there's like 14 teams in the Big Ten, so the math doesn't make any sense to me, but we'll be flying around. I got an ankle. I broke my, I got an ankle. I got a shoulder. I got a finger. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so I got that. Blackhawks playing unbelievably well. They beat the Red Wings last night, three Seven to nothing. Seven shutout of the season, and, and to beat the Red Wings and shutouts back to back times. I mean, this this just shows where this team has been. I'm a big fan of NHL hockey. Some great teams out there, whether it be San Jose, Chicago, East Coast. I, I'm starting to really like the J- New Jersey Devils. Love it. Uh, I, I see. If you haven't been into hockey, start watching hockey and start with the Blackhawks because they they play a nice wide open style. That's gonna be great for mm-hmm. everybody. And everybody just have a great holiday. That's all. I, you know, it's it's, thanks, it's Christmas. Just want to wish everybody a happy Merry Christmas. And if I don't talk to you, a happy New Year. Beautiful. Double B, thanks for coming in. David Olson, our producer, great job. Stick around, by the way. Youth Sports Fan Forum coming up immediately after this show. We do it every Thursday. Have a great day, everybody. We're off tomorrow. We'll have an archive show on. Back at you next week. Happy holidays from the coach. Double B, TalkZone.com. Happy holidays.